It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer, we are focused on you. Stack the money as high as it comes. Put some in mutual funds. funds. Get your trust with the stocks and bonds. Building wealth for my son. My son. Gold bricks by the ton. Yeah. Equity, here we come. Ooh. Getting bread by the buns. Yeah. Power moves on the run. Ooh. This a different type of income. Uh. This a different type of income. Different. This a different type of income. Yeah. Get the hundreds and we flip done. Flip. This a different type of income. Different. This a different type of income. Ooh. This a different type of income. Yeah. Get your mind right and get Ooh. some. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages? D Generation X proudly brings to you. No, 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 no. Wrong show, wrong show. I miss wrestling of the 90s. But, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's your boy, Jay Spencer King, and I am excited because it's Thursday, October 26, 2023, and this is pregame rumblings presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And that means the Buffalo Bills are playing football. Today, tonight, on Thursday Night Football, they'll be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everybody's favorite uh, number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, is coming to town, hoping that he and Mike Evans can spoil the Buffalo Bills fan base once again after an embarrassing loss uh, to the New England Patriots this past Sunday, 25-29. to The Bucs are also coming off of a loss, 16-13, to against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this game... I don't know if I I would ever classify it as like a really exciting matchup. I won't classify it as a highly anticipated matchup, but DraftKings has a setup. And the way they have a setup, the Buffalo Bills opened as favorites. They opened as seven and a half point favorites, and that line has since moved to eight and a half points. Um, The the money line, the Bills opened at um, minus 395, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opened at plus 310. Now what that means for people who aren't really uh, into sports betting or you don't really understand like the plus and minus thing, when you see a plus, that means that it's the underdog. That means that that bet would not be favored. So if you're going to bet on it, that means if you put $100 on Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win tonight and they won, you would win $310 per $100 that you bet. On the other side of things, with the Buffalo Bills being at minus 395, you would have to bet $395 to win 100. So you can see how um, the favor versus the underdog will, will change things for your money when you're placing money on these games. The over-under is set at 42.5 points. So again, over means... Both teams combined, you're going to see at least 43 points in this game. The under means that you don't think they're going to hit 42. So again, whichever that you, way you bet, you want to make sure uh, that you put your money where you feel the most comfortable and you feel that it's going to hit. Now, let's get right into it. I'm really excited for this game for a few reasons. One, can I talk about how beautiful and gorgeous it is in Western New York this year in October? Now, I know last week there was a lot of complaints about the weather. It was kind of rainy and it was cold and people were complaining that it went from summer directly to winter. Well, I'll tell you what, Mother Nature has blessed us this week because she decided that Thursday night football 
has to be comfortable for Spence. And that's why I am in Buffalo, New York. I can't wait to see everybody tonight at Highmark Stadium. Kickoff time is 8.15. And I just talked about how great the weather is. 63 to 67 degrees tonight at kickoff. Winds will be about 10 miles per hour with a slight chance of precipitation. I don't anticipate there being any rain. I don't think that there's going to be any. But it's going to be a beautiful night, going to be a beautiful time to tailgate. Come and check us out at the Bills Mafia house. Come and check us out everywhere. I'll be all around the place. We got Picasso's tonight. My man Jeremy Poyer going to be in the building. Sarah's in the building. Everybody's there. So Buffalo Rumblings is here, okay? So I can't wait to see everybody tonight. Now, for those of you that will not be making it out to Highmark Stadium, you can catch the game on Prime Video if you're local and you don't have Prime Video. So if you are in Buffalo, New York, you can absolutely catch the game on local television because it's still a local game. WGR 550 will have the radio broadcast and we have the, the usual suspects on there holding it down for us. And uh, look, I'm just excited. So let's get into the game. Let's get into the game. Week eight is here, right? I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that Week eight couldn't come fast enough for us. Now, normally, I'm not a huge fan of Thursday night football. And I'll tell you why. I feel like as a product, the NFL kind of reigns supreme over every sport. I feel like um, football in the NFL on that level, even the bad teams, you still have a level of football that, you know, you just you really enjoy watching. I think that international games and I think Thursday night games just don't give teams or players individually enough time or the right opportunity to allow their bodies to rest or to be caught up for the game to perform at their highest level. That's just that's just how I see it. Right or wrong, that's my opinion. So one of the things that I typically hate about Thursday night football, especially when the Bills play, is like, man, we just play and we just lost to the to the Patriots. We're down three of our best players. We kind of beat up in other areas too. There's a long list for our injury report that I'll I'll pull up and read here for a moment. But outside of, of all of that, I can't wait for tonight's game. And the reason being is after losing to the worst team in the division, the Patriots are the worst team in the division, and we lost. And not only did we lose, I get it. Some fans want to blame the referees. Some fans want to blame Josh. Some fans want to blame the defense. Some fans want to blame Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey. I'm going to tell you what, I'm blaming everybody. <laughs> I'm blaming everybody. But again, I'm just excited that now we can turn the chapter and hopefully begin to forget about that game and build and build on uh, the rest of the season, build on trying to get to the playoffs, build on trying to make sure that we're still in the position to to be front runners when it's all said and done. That's what's important to me. So let's get into the game and let's talk about it really quickly. So everybody knows every time I start and or every time I do pregame rumblings, I start with Josh Allen. This week, I want to do something a little different. I want to start with Josh Allen, but I want to include Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott in this. So let's talk about it, right? We know, I know, the Bills are top three for points scored for the entire season. I know that Josh Allen leads the league in completion percentage and total touchdowns when you combine passing and rushing. I know all of the advanced metrics. I know everything. You know everything. Bills fans are very smart. The way we talk back and forth, all the networks, all the podcast networks, all of the advanced analytics, everything that's available. We have great beat reporters, Matt Perino, Sal Capaccio. You know, we, have, we got guys that... And, and ladies that will interact with all of the fan base and help with the knowledge, help 
educate. I, we have it. So when we have these discussions on, on social and, and people leave comments on the podcast, I understand why people are saying, but Spence, you're wrong. The Bills are still third in scoring. It's not all on the offense. We're going to talk about the defense. I think the defense had a horrible game last week, and I think the trend that we're seeing over the last three weeks is that they miss Matt Milano, and they miss Daquan Jones, and they miss Tredavious White. And I don't think that that's something that can be argued. I'm not using it as an excuse. We're going to talk about it. But let me let me f- continue to focus on Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey, and Sean McDermott. The advanced metrics tell us that the Buffalo Bills offense is elite. We're legit. Top three in the league. However, when you add context to that and you look at the last three games, there's something about the offense that just doesn't pass the eye test for me. And my eyes aren't the end-all, be-all. They're not the only eyes. They're not the perfect eyes. I had LASIK surgery. Shout out to Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. For me, when I watch the Buffalo Bills, the eye test is not passed. There's something that's inconsistent with either the communication between Josh and Ken Dorsey between plays or Josh just doesn't seem like he's having fun. I want to get back to when I was watching the game and you could tell that Josh Allen was enjoying himself every play. Josh Allen was giving it his all every play. And I'm not questioning whether or not he's giving it his all. What I'm questioning at the moment is whether or not the team is allowing him to enjoy himself by being himself. Everybody who knows me, anybody who's close to me knows that I grew up in a church. I I started preaching at a very young age. Like I was a preacher at like 14. I was a youth pastor for a long time. I, you know, I was an assistant pastor in Niagara Falls. Very, very different history than what most of you would assume based on now, right? But I'm no longer really that that involved in church. But the reason why I bring that up is because one of the reasons why I'm no longer involved in church is because I felt that I couldn't express myself and enjoy myself the way that I wanted to in my life. There were too many constraints. There were too many things. Now, I'm not saying this is every church. I'm just telling you my experience. There's too many things that caused me to no longer enjoy anything that I was doing because there were too many rules. I grew up in the type of church. It's an old, uh, old style Pentecostal. And 
It was one of the you can't go to the prom. You can't watch the movie. You can't go to the movies. You can't do this. You can't. Women can't wear makeup. Women. It was that type of church. And so it gets to the point when everybody around you is enjoying life. Except for you. And to me, that lets me know that there are things constraining his 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 play, the way he conducts himself, the way he likes to carry himself. The decisions that he would typically make now he's second guessing and double thinking and when that happens then you overthrow digs a couple times or when there's a wide open khalil shakir right over the middle in the red zone instead of throwing a touchdown you're afraid to throw it because you don't want to turn the ball over too much and i understand everybody everybody wants him to turn it over less we want him to take less hits we want him we want him to turn it over less but one of the things about that that I've grown to understand is that you can't love Josh Allen for being this great athlete and freak of nature when it comes to things that he can do on the field and then hate him for the same reasons. If we're going to talk about last year's New England Patriots game at the end of the half when Josh Allen was running to his right and he jumped and we had time to call a timeout but we didn't call a timeout and he didn't get down or he didn't throw the ball away and he's running out of bounds and then it looks like he's going to lose yards and we're going to miss the opportunity to take the three points and then he throws it across his body back in and there's Dawson Knox for a touchdown you can't love that Josh Allen and then turn around and and hate it when he makes a similar play but it ends up as a fumble or a turnover and that's what I think is happening in his mind as well. There's a battle between should I be let's get it, Josh, or let's chill, Josh. And I think for the last couple of weeks, we've seen let's chill, Josh. In this week's presser, he talked about how he's trying to find a happy balance of low positive and sugar high. I tell you what, give me sugar high, Josh. And if for anybody who disagrees with me, that's fine. But you give me a guy that's comfortable in his skin, and we see what we saw over the last five years. We see an MVP runner-up. We see how the offense clicks, and it's unstoppable. That's what we see when you allow Josh Allen to be that. And now this is when Ken Dorsey comes into play for me. If Ken Dorsey is not going to allow himself... Wait, let me rewind. Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator. Let's ask ourselves, what is... Or what are the responsibilities of an offensive coordinator? Right? So, yeah, you you obviously come up with the offensive game plan going into the week. You are the one making the calls on game day that sends the call into Josh Allen's helmet. You make adjustments at halftime to figure out what's going to work best in the second half that didn't quite work in the first half. Right? Those are all of, not all of them, but those are a lot of his responsibilities. But I think what's being lost here is that everybody wants to say, well, you see this play, Josh had this player open. Josh had this, he had that. But I think Ken Dorsey's real job is the reason why Josh Allen wanted him hired as the offensive coordinator after Brian Dayball left is because Josh wants to be comfortable. And right now, for some reason, whether it's Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey, or I don't know if it's the play. Who knows what it is? But for some reason, Josh Allen is not comfortable. So when I talk about this is on Ken Dorsey, I don't necessarily mean that he's calling bad plays. I'm saying you're allowing Sean McDermott or your if it might be yourself. It may be Ken Dorsey himself 
from everything that I'm hearing, it sounds like it's a Sean McDermott issue where he wants to have a little bit more impact on the offense and he wants it to look a certain way. And Ken Dorsey is trying to give Sean McDermott what he wants because that's his boss. That's his head coach. But in doing so, it's causing Josh Allen to no longer look like, feel like, or be himself. And that's not going to help. That's not going to help. We need Josh Allen to be who Josh Allen is. So what is it going to take? This brings me to the second point of my three-point <laughs> three stance about this game. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let James Cook cook. What we've seen out of James Cook this season has been nothing short of spectacular when it comes to comparing it to what we've seen out of the running game since Josh Allen has been drafted. Now, every year, you have, again, the analytic crowd say, well, the Bills are top five or top ten in rushing, but you're including Josh Allen rushing for 700, 600, 800 yards for the season. But from your running backs, you don't have anybody that even comes close, really, to making you feel confident that we're going to have a 1,200-yard rusher, 1,100-yard rusher. James Cook looks amazing. I need, I need to get him the ball in space. I need to get him the ball where he can do things. Because as a running back, he's averaging, he's averaging 4.8 yards per carry on the season. So it's not like as a running back, he's not doing a great job. But also, his speed, elusiveness. He has the breakaway speed to be a threat every single time he gets the ball in space. Give him the ball in space. And let him cook. Please. Please. Also, Ken Dorsey. Dawson Knox is gone for the foreseeable future. We don't know if it's a three-week injury or five-week, ten-week. We don't know how long Dawson is out with his wrist injury. But what we do know is how the team looks <laughs> in 11 personnel. <laughs> we know how the team looks when... Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are able to do their part. And then you have a tight end with a run game and maybe a third receiver. Khalil Shakir or, or I don't know. I saw that uh, Hunter Renfro was available. Maybe kind of let's take a look at Hunter. I don't know. That's not the point here. But let's get Dawson Kincaid more involved as well. Over the middle of the field. This last game, he had eight catches for 89 yards, That is or 87 yards. That's what we need to see. That's what I need to see out of Dalton Kincaid. We spent the first round draft pick on him. He was our first draft pick in the first round on offense since Josh. You could probably, you know, use Stefan Diggs in that example because we traded for him and it was a first rounder. Well worth it. Always well worth it. Stefan Diggs. Look, I never have anything negative to say about Diggs. As a football player, that guy, I want him on my team every time. Every time. So keep doing what you're doing with Stefan Diggs. I have no beef with Diggs. <laughs> Gabriel Davis, I need some consistency, bro. I need to see you be consistent. I started to give you credit for that because you had a few games in a row. You had four touchdowns in four weeks. But again, once you add context to that, it's a score. But what about moving the chains? 
I'm not going to complain about touchdowns. I, I, I would never be upset about him catching touchdown passes. But there's also something to be said about last week, the Buffalo Bills were five for 12 on third down. We miss the role of Cole Beasley. I'm not saying we miss Cole Beasley. I know he just was released from the Giants. I am not asking for a reunion. But we miss that role. On third down, Cole Beasley was always open. Third and Cole. Third and Cole. That's what Kincaid is supposed to be. Why haven't we been using him as such? Last week we did, and it was... It looked beautiful. We lost the game, but it wasn't because of Kincaid. It wasn't because of Stephon Diggs. Keep feeding Kincaid. Keep feeding Diggs. I think Bruce Nolan tweeted out that the target share that he would like to see is similar to what it used to be for Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill when Hill was still with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. I agree with Bruce. Shout out to Bruce Nolan. After you check this out, or if you haven't already, you know, make sure you go check out the Bruce exclusive. One of the best shows, if not the best show in all of Buffalo podcasting. Check out Bruce Nolan. He's the man. Last point. Last point before we start talking about some money. Let's get that moolah going, right? Next man up. The Bills defense. We talked about it. Struggling without Matt Milano. Matt Milano in week five, got that knee injury. And look, when he's off the field, their success rate allowed on passes to the middle is 22.4% higher with him off the field versus when he was on. That is concerning. That's higher. So if they were at 50% with Milano on the field. Now they're at 75% where they're allowing success to passes over the middle. We can't defend the middle of the field and through the air. We can't defend it on the ground. The bills have been giving up 141.3 yards on the ground to opposing teams over the last three weeks. Oh, who do we face over the last three weeks? The Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Giants, in the New England Patriots. Ramondre Stevenson has looked horrible all year. And then we allowed him to come in and have the best game he's had all season. We allowed Travis Etienne to go off, take off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Something, something has to be fixed. We need to, I need to see Brandon Bean uh, before the trade deadline come, make some moves to plug up that every leak on that defensive line. Coming in, it was a strength. The defensive line was a strength. And now we're talking, I'm not even going to bring up the Von Miller talk. Why is everybody upset with Von Miller? I don't get that. There's nothing that Von Miller did that anybody should be upset about. Anybody. I'm going to go with the score prediction of 28 to 17. 
If you do the math there, that means I'm taking the over on this game. I think the Buffalo Bills are still going to win. I think they're going to cover the spread at eight and a half points. They're going to win by 11. And the combined score will be over 42 and a half. So the Buffalo Bills and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will give you the over and the Bills will cover. And like I said, as of right now, the Bills are still only one game away from being first in the division. So while it seems like the sky is falling, while it seems like everything is going wrong, we lost to the Patriots, man, the worst team in the division. Let me just tell you, we're still only one game away from being first in the division. There's a lot of time left to figure out how to correct issues on the offensive side of the ball. The Kansas City Chiefs started off slow last year, still won the Super Bowl. I remember plenty of times that the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, when Tom Brady was there, started off super slow the first three, four games of the season. They looked like they were no longer those Patriots. And then they turn it around and win the Super Bowl. There's time. There's time. And even on the defense. I'm not upset with the defense, but we got we to gotta get this figured out. We got to get it figured out. The last three games, they're showing that they're, they missed their superstars, and it makes sense. That's why they're superstars, and that's why they make the big bucks. And the defense, even in that, has still been able to bail out the offense. The Giants game was a bailout, for sure. I need the defense to get back to dominating performances. I need the offense to complement the defense and start making Josh Allen more comfortable. So a quick week at home with perfect football weather is just what the doctor ordered to get the Bills back on the right side of the win-loss column. Let's get it. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. It's time for the King's Ransom Same Game Parlay segment presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's make some money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, everybody, y'all know how we do it over here with Buffalo Rumblings and with DraftKings. Every time we do pregame rumblings, me and the folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook, we get together and we put together a same-game parlay to try to put some money in your pockets. Now, now this bet is not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed to make money. But I will say I do kind of have an impressive track record this season. I've been out here cooking. You know what I'm saying? I'm cooking. I'm trying to be like James Cook. So we're going to get to it. It's the King's Ransom. Same game parlay. It's about to go down. I got my dog Dawson Kincaid to score a touchdown. James Cook, 25 rushing yards or more and under three and a half total field goals for the entire game. I'm going to run that back. My man Dawson Kincaid to score a touchdown. James Cook to rush for 25 yards or more and under 3.5 total field goals for the game. These odds are going to give you plus 550. Now, again, I explained earlier what that means for a parlay is if you bet $100 and this hits, if Kincaid gets a touchdown, Cook rushes for 25 yards and overall for the entire game, there's less than 
three and a half field goals, you will win $550 if you bet 100. It's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good deal. Now, you can change this up if you like the Kincaid score and, and James Cook, but not the field goal. Then go ahead and add something else. Jump over in DraftKingsSportsBook.com. Make sure you log in and slide over that same game parlay and make it happen. Build it out. Let me know. Give me some feedback on what you think is a good bet or something that I might place tonight that can put some money in my pocket. So, now, if there's a gambling problem, we want you to know over at DraftKings Sportsbook and at Buffalo Rumblings and the SB Nation, we want to make sure that you know that there is help. So if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is also available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 